Hi, you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a life and success coach who specializes in helping working professionals and entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, you've come to the right place. I use social and cognitive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and somatic healing to take my clients from imposter to empowered so they can go after the success that they want and feel worthy of it too. Let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach and imposter syndrome expert. And today I have Julia Piccoli on the podcast. She is a personal branding coach teaching you how to create a radical reputation and have a loyal community. And Julia and I have been biz besties since we were in the same mastermind in 2019 to 2020. So we met in that mastermind and then we found out that we both live in on Ontario, Canada, only a couple hours away from each other. So we attended the first retreat that I've ever been on for that specific mastermind. And that's when we first met and we just instantly clicked and became best friends from that retreat. And then we did a mastermind together and we ran two rounds of the mastermind and they were just unreal. It was so amazing to work together. And I think it's also a true testament to your friendship when you're able to work together and like things go well and you have good communication because it can be hard to work together collaboratively on a project. So we did that and it was amazing. We did the two rounds and we were just both revamping our product suites and how we want to move forward. So we did take a break, but never say never. I'm sure there will be stuff in the works in the future. And we just talk about some realities around the coaching industry and the things that we've learned. And it's a really good conversation. And I want to also leave you with the fact that I have private coaching spots available. And this is for the working professional, for the entrepreneur who is really experiencing imposter syndrome and it is impacting your quality of life. And if you want to heal your inner child, if you want to do the work around not feeling good enough, this container is for you. It is a six month intimate container where we will meet three times a month. We will start with a two hour deep dive to really figure out your values and figure out what you really want to get out of the next six months. And then we will again meet three times a month and we will put that plan into action. I use neuro-linguistic programming. I use breath work. I use a range of modalities, including my psychology degrees, in order to help you achieve the success and the life that you truly want and for you to feel more confident, feel more secure in your skin and with your job and with your competencies and your capabilities. And it's just a really fucking rad container. So you can go to the link in my show notes and apply and book a sales call with me and we can talk about how we can continue this relationship together. So without further ado, Julia Piccoli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. I am here tonight with the Julia Piccoli. Hey, girl. Snaps. Hi. And Julia and I are biz besties, and we are in Toronto this weekend, not as you're listening to this, but... It's 444 right now, I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Wow. So aligned. <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> We're <And> angels. <laughs> We're angels. 
And we are here because we are attending a mastermind that is being put on by our coach. It is unfortunately virtual because COVID, which is funny because our last podcast episode <laughs> that we did together that's on this podcast is when we were together to plan our mastermind back in March of 2020. The first weekend everything was closed. And it was like the first weekend that everything was closing because of COVID. And we were like, oh, it's going to be so fun. we're like, COVID, what? I'm going to Mexico next month. Literally. no big deal. And now look at this. So we are here together and we just thought that it would be really cool to sit down and talk about business and talk about some things in the online space that we like, that we don't like. And yeah. Oh, first, Julia, introduce yourself. (laughs) Introduce yourself to the world. (laughs) Let us who you are and what you do so the listeners have some context okay well hi my name is julia i'm a personal branding expert the baddie the queen whatever you want to call it (laughs) that sounded so entitled (laughs) i am the fucking best bitch thing she is honestly um but i'm also a business coach i help people create profitable personal brands to make more money online like Mm -hmm. People come to me because they want to make more money online by being their most authentic and strategic selves Mm -hmm. and release offers that feel really fun to them, that make them feel like they are the star of their own show. They Mm -hmm. are the main character. Hence why I came into this being like, what up, bitch? I'm the baddie. What up, bitch? What up, bitch? Who's that guy on TikTok that goes, bitch? (laughs) Me? I don't know. I need to show him you. He's really funny. That's so good. But yeah. yeah. So I just, I help people make money online by having fun and being themselves. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I think that's a good segue for one of our conversation topics, which was originality. Because it's funny because we were actually talking about like a time in 2019 when we actually first met and it was when there was like a coaching bubble that we were not a part of, but kind of on the outside of it, I would say. And there was a lot of these like high level coaches, whatever you want to call them. But like, it was a very standard way of doing business. It was very surface level. And I just don't think it's like that anymore. Absolutely not. People need more mindset. They need more thought work. They need more actually investigating why they're doing the business that they're doing. It's not enough to just say, do this thing. Mm -hmm. Because that's like consulting. It's not coaching. Yes. But with originality, it's just like, it's not that I want to say this space is overpopulated and you just can't be so basic anymore. And you know, it's so funny. We were talking about this earlier. Like we were saying, majority of the coaches that had a huge buzz back in the day because the information was so basic Mm. that it was easy to blow up and become this big Mm -hmm. name because they did utilize branding. They did utilize hyping themselves up and like tactics that you would use to like make people think that you're cooler than you are, which is Mm -hmm. guess is manipulation. Or like really emphasizing on like results that were monetary and being like, you can do this too. It's really easy. Then it would be like surface level things. And like we have both worked with coaches that like probably were more like results driven, but like it was a formula. It was a Mm -hmm. formula that wasn't going to work for everybody. And I think what happens is people start working with these coaches and then they think something is inherently wrong with them because it's not working for them. This formula that this business coach does or came up with and is teaching works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And then those people internalize it and they think 
there's something wrong with me. So I think it goes to show that like, you can't just be a business coach or a certain kind of coach that just slaps a formula on every single person and think that that's going to work. 110%. I think, I think that's really like lazy coaching. Yes. Right? Lazy consulting because it's not even coaching. Right. Yeah. Like how would you define coaching? Because I think that's also... We were talking about this earlier about how some people, they come into the space, they're like, oh, I'm a coach. Right. But they actually are a really good teacher. They're not yes, a great yes, coach. Yes, yes. We were talking about that. I think coaching is defined as like facilitating change by asking really powerful questions and making the client aware of what they want and what they're working towards by asking them those questions, holding space for them to feel their feelings, experience what's going on and like lead them in the direction that they really want to go mm -hmm. by being a mirror to them yes. in terms of like mirroring what the client is thinking and feeling so they can see, oh, this is what's actually going on with me instead of telling them, yeah, you can do this and this. Yes. But I think a lot of people too, like come into a coaching relationship and they want the answers because they themselves haven't learned to trust themselves. So they don't take their own authority seriously. So they look to someone else to give them the answers. But like the people who have done that, who've just been like, yep, here's the answer. It doesn't work for everybody because everybody is unique and everybody has their different style of doing things. Yeah, I can, I can so attest to that because the majority of coaches that I've worked with now that you're saying you didn't trust your own authority, I mm. guess that kind of rings true to me <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> I would go to a coach. I would be like, okay, here's what I want. Tell me how to do it. Uh, and then I would need like every step broken down because yeah. I was like, okay, but like, I don't want to fuck it up. So like, right. what do I do? It didn't work out as strong as it could have for me because I was burning myself out because I didn't think that I was actually good enough or my messaging was like weird because I was feeling weird about myself. Like there's so many internal mindset things that the coach couldn't fix for me. Maybe because I wasn't communicating them, but also they weren't asking questions to even figure out if that was a thing. Right. It was just, they took what you were saying at face value yes without doing any type of like digging or asking questions or anything yes yeah interesting very interesting let's yeah let's go back to originality right right, wanna... right. <laughs> sorry <laughs> we're gonna veer off a lot we're yes. gonna veer off a lot okay i want to ask you about i'm the interviewer now okay great awesome. i want to ask you about like how would somebody know that they are not being original? Mm. Like if somebody's listening to this and they're maybe like, okay, I don't know if this is actually me or not. Mm. What are kind of the telltale signs that you are not being your most original mm. self? Mm. Maybe one thing is you're looking for validation from other people. Mm -hmm. So maybe like needing your coach to like review everything or feeling like you have a good idea and then immediately second guessing it because you're like, I don't think this is good. Mm -hmm. Or looking at somebody else's content and thinking like, this is good. I need to be doing things this way. Maybe also like not really having any new ideas because like you're being so hard on yourself in terms of creating that it's making it worse. You're not leaving any room for your brain to actually like relax and be creative because you think even when you are creative, it's not good enough. What do you think? I think comparison is huge. Yep. Like going to other people's pages and thinking, oh my God, they just launched a course about a signature offer. 
oh my God, I didn't think about that. What the hell? I need to launch a course about signature offers now. I need to launch a course, period. Right. Even if Susie down the street has a course and yeah. you don't, and everyone in the space is like, you need to not leave money on the table. So then you automatically, that could be a whole other fucking topic. Oh my God, it's a whole other topic. But that's a huge thing. Comparison, I think, or changing the way that you show up in the world to fit like somebody else. Yeah. As an example, I worked with a coach who was very into buying designer things and speaking a certain way. But she was very into that stuff and she made it kind of ingrained it in my head where it's like, if you don't own designer, do you really have money? Mm. And are you really not valuable, but like mm. almost valuable? So then I started buying designer things and like wanting to buy designer bags, even though I haven't carried a purse probably since high school. I'm like the type of person to shove my credit cards in my pants. Like yeah. I am not that girl. And yet there I was like buying designer things and changing my personality to suit somebody else because they yeah. were successful. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like it's great to see that other people are successful and maybe they have traits that you want to embody within yourself, but completely changing your goals and your identity to fit somebody else because they're successful and you believe that the only way you can be successful is to be very similar to them. Mm -hmm. That is lacking originality as well. Mm. And like, I think as you were saying that, I was also thinking of even just the act of pulling out your phone and going to show up. If you think that you have to say a certain thing, act a certain way, not swear or do whatever because you think it's going to stop somebody from working with you or like you think it's going to have an impact on the money you make mm -hmm. pay attention to when those thoughts come up for you because those could actually be the reason why you'll make money like your personality and the things that you bring to the table could actually be the reason why you're attracting people like I had a client who was having a hard time and she's like I don't want to show up and talk about how I'm feeling and I'm like why wouldn't you want to do that because it's so real it's so honest like we shouldn't hide the shitty part about being an online entrepreneur because it can be difficult sometimes and you're not a fucking robot you're a human you know and if you think something will deter somebody from working with you let it deter them period let it deter them because why would you want to put on this facade for someone to choose to work with you and then when they actually end up working with you you have to be this fake ass bitch the entire time it's just not gonna happen and it just creates shame for you because then you think that your honest self isn't good enough the reason that you made money was because you were a fake person right like then you think oh you have the connection now i need to do x to make money yes and then you think this is the only way to be yep number one tip on uh, to be more original Okay, my number one tip for personal branding, I'm not gonna go into the mindset piece because I want you to do that. Let's say I knew you and Jill didn't know you. Mm -hmm. You listening to this right now. And I was going to describe who you were in order for Jill to jog her memory of who you are and or to describe the person that you are. Yep. How would you want me to describe you to Jill? Would you want me to be like, oh yeah, that girl that like complains on her Instagram story all the time, you right. know, that one that's like kind of fake, like right. whatever. Or do you want me to say, oh my God, it's the girl that 
gives this result to people and she's so funny. She always is dancing on her Instagram story, she's wearing, whatever. She's always got something purple on. Yes. As, yeah. You want people to describe you in a very certain way. So I would figure out how you want people to describe you and then That's embody that thing. I would say that I would first look at why you think that the things that you already do or are aren't good enough to be considered original. Mm -hmm. So I would look at those things in terms of why do you think like your traits or your hobbies or whatever that you think or know isn't good enough for you to feel like you can describe yourself and be proud of those things. Yes. Like for example, like as you guys know, I'm obsessed with the show One Tree Hill and I used to go to conventions and when I used to talk about that, I used to be like, this is stupid, it's totally unoriginal, but there are tons of people who go to conventions and actually do that shit all the time, but I just thought that I wasn't good enough in general, so I thought that fact about me wasn't good or interesting, but I just didn't think that I was interesting anyway. So you have to get yourself on board with the fact that you are interesting, you have something to offer, you are special and you are unique simply because of the things that you are made up of. And I know that we have some opinions about what's basic mm -hmm. and blah, 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 but like, I'm pretty basic. Like, I like the color pink. I you like know being blonde. I'm sure I'm girly, like, but that's just me. Here's the thing. The term basic was created by men to make women feel shame about the, the things, things that, that they, they like. like. So sorry. I like something that's popular. So the right, fuck? right. It's like, right. Drinking pumpkin spice is basic. No shit, Kyle. It's, it's good. It's delicious. Fuck you. It's <laughs> no shit, Kyle. Let me get on my soapbox to how much I hate the patriarchy for a minute. But sports is original. Period. You guys yell at a screen. Period. And think that that's cute. You say we're emotional, but you have a hissy fit if your team loses. I've seen men cry. I've seen men cry over sports. One of the times that the Leafs lost to the Bruins like really badly, our dad, he literally went outside to throw up. That's how stressed out he was. This is from a grown man who tells me I'm too sensitive. Yes. And I'm like, hello, it's sports. Yeah. It's sports, it's not important at all. Exactly. Everybody watches sports. So anyways, we're just saying that like, the things you like can be made into a brand. Yes. You just have to decide that they're good enough. And decide you just have and to embody. Decide and embody and decide that, you know what? The things that I like and the things that I do are worth talking about and worth being attached to my brand. And that will help you be more original because then you're just fucking being yourself. Wow. Mic drop. Period. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, I wanna bring that into the second topic. Okay. Fear of jealousy or even just facing jealousy when you're working with other coaches. Whether that be in like a group program that maybe you invested in or you're in a co-working space or really anything. Like successful people are around you whether they be coaches or not. And maybe we ask ourselves, do we personally, Jill and Julia, face jealousy? Mm. And if other people do, how can we help them? Well, I said this earlier. I said that I think it's a really good way to find out what is triggering you and why. Because if you are seeing somebody and you're jealous of them or you're feeling like not good enough because you're comparing yourself against them, like that's a good mirror to what you still have to work on within yourself. And I think it's important to not demonize the other person and instead like almost in your head thank them for showing you what you either need to work on or what you're triggered by 
or like just something to help you move on and like level up. Like the evidence that it's possible. The evidence that it's possible. Yeah, yes. like I used to see like really rich coaches online and be like, oh, fuck them. Like I'm so fucking jealous of them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do that. It's possible for me because she started exactly how I started. I think we forget that everyone starts at the absolute zero. I remember when I started my business, I started out as a social media manager back in like 2018. Oh my God. Obviously I had zero followers when I first started because duh, it's a new Instagram account. Right. I remember one of my friends coming up to me and being like, hey, I heard so-and-so making fun of your business because you only had like 30 followers. And I was like, no fucking shit, Sherlock. I just started it a month ago. Yeah. I think people forget that we literally start, every single person that you look up to started with zero followers, started with zero I money. I like almost forgot up until this moment that like I had zero followers yeah. when I started my business Instagram in 2018 on January 19th. I didn't even have an Instagram for it. I had a Facebook page and then I Oops. thought I should create an Instagram. So I did. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And you were probably talking to like 20 people. Oh, for the longest time. I yeah. was talking to like nobody. Exactly. For the longest time. Yeah. Oh, I said this earlier. I said before when I would be really jealous, I would tell myself that that person has those things because of something that was easy for them to get. Like I really negated their own emotional work or mental work so I could make it easy on myself mm -hmm. that I didn't have what they had yet. So if somebody had what I wanted and it didn't happen for me yet, I was like, oh, it's probably because, you know, she had all the followers or probably because it's easy for her because she had a friend who was huge in the online space or whatever. And what it did was it kind of like allowed my ego to take over and be like yeah you're right like you're justified you don't have that because it just hasn't happened for you yet but it's been easy for her and that's why she has it so true right and I think the biggest thing with what you were saying earlier about bringing that back to you and figuring out what you need to work on if you haven't become very self-aware yet your ego is going to be like I'm not doing that because yes. that's not even a thing for me right you're not even going to allow yourself to do that because your ego is so big yes and there's also this filter in our brain called the conscious critical faculty, mm. which I've talked about before on the podcast. And it's a filter to which if you haven't been introduced to something at all, it will immediately reject it. So if there's a new idea, a new way of thinking, a new way of being, your conscious critical faculty is going to kick in and be like, we don't believe that this is going to work for us because it's protecting you. It's protecting you because you're not aware of it. It's kind of like when we came into the space and if you would have told me in 2018, you're going to invest $20,000 into a coach in 2021, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I would never spend that much money. But then over time, you become accustomed to the industry, accustomed how things are, accustomed to how much you can make. Mm -hmm. And it was like nothing when I actually did it. Yep. But that's because I got used to the idea. I was in the awareness of that it was possible for me. And I think that's also important for you guys if you're like showing up and you're doing your best to sell. Like remember that 
it is a process and people are becoming more and more aware of you, even if they're not immediately buying from you. The impatience, you and I were talking about this earlier, the impatience that people feel. The entitlement to profit. The entitlement to profit. Here we fucking go. Yeah. Let's backtrack. In the online space, it's so common for people to market their monetary success, not only for themselves, but also for their clients. I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've been in this space for 0.5 seconds, you've seen it. Somebody bragging that they made six figures in 12 months or six figures in two months or they made 10K in In 10 days. Like, yes, some fucking shit like that. Some crazy shit. And so automatically, if you don't make that certain amount of money and your ego is like really tripping out, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yes, you're doing something wrong. And you're like, why did that happen for me? Or even if you're working with a coach, I find sometimes if another client gets a certain result, you automatically are like, why didn't I get that result? I'm working with the exact same coach. I invested this much money. Why am I not making the same amount of money? Why am I not making $20 million tomorrow? It's because you're entitled to the profit and you're impatient. Exactly. It's that entitlement because it either looks like entitlement or shame. Mm. Depending on who you are, for example, I will shame myself before I feel entitled to something or the entitlement will happen inside of me and I probably won't verbally say it, but I will feel it and then I'll be like, but I don't have it yet, so I'll shame myself. And that happened a lot in the beginning. If I work with a certain coach, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I didn't trust myself or think that I was capable of succeeding, I would outsource the belief that I needed to have in myself to other coaches. So I would outsource that belief and hire somebody and be like, this coach is going to give me the secret sauce. She's going to give me the answer. And is there an answer? No. There never is an answer. No, there's never an answer. There is never a one, two, three. This is how you're going to be famous on Instagram Mm -hmm. and hit 10K followers and blah, blah, blah. This is how you're going to make 10K months. It's literally consistent income. That's it. I fell in the trap of wanting a massive monetary goal. I wanted to make half a million dollars this year, Mm -hmm. which sure, miracles can happen. Mm -hmm. Was that a reasonable goal? No, it wasn't. Like I probably made, I don't know how much I made last year off the top of my head, but it wasn't like... 300k where like 500k was like oh that's just a hop skip across the pond like it was a big ass jump yeah and our coach actually was like why do you want to make that and I was like oh well I want to make it because blah 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 ultimately I wanted to make it so people thought I was cool my ego desperately wanted people to think that I was cool because I made a certain amount of money which I think a lot of the time when people come in the space they think I need to make X amount of money in order for me to be a viable coach in this space. In order for people to see me as an authority, I need to make $10,000. I need to have X amount of clients. I need to make six figures in the first year, which I think is the new it monetary goal. It was, which I guess is $10,000 a month, but yeah, I need to make six figures within my first year. Otherwise it's not worth it. Exactly. Or I shouldn't be doing it. What you were saying earlier about, how businesses aren't profitable within the first three to five years. Yes, like in actual like stats with like new businesses, first of all, a lot of new businesses don't make it past the first five years, but also like you don't actually profit that much anyways within the first five years. So these people who are coming into this space think that they're entitled to making a 100% profit 
and doing all these things. And listen, we're not saying it's not possible to hit your big fucking goals. We are not saying that whatsoever. It is so possible, but you have to be willing to see it through, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't happen. You have to be committed to the process and committed to these results actually don't mean anything about me. I am gonna keep going until I hit the goals that I have for myself and to have good reasons for your goals. Yes. The if you reason. want it just to make people to think that you're cool, then like... That's not a good enough reason. No. No, it's not. Even if you do hit the goal, people aren't going to like stomp down your door and give you flowers and cheer you and be like, oh my God, yeah. yes. Yes. Nobody's yes. going to do that. Yeah. And like, you're also hoping for the goal to make you feel a certain way, like make you feel like you're a good enough coach. Mm -hmm. But like at the end of the day, you guys always hear me say this, a circumstance does not make us feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And again, you really have to hike your reasons for your goals. And we've hit like pretty big things with our businesses. And like, we also know that we have been scrappy through it all. Like we have <laughs> invested, we've had shitty months, we've had shitty times. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like it's all been smooth sailing and it's been happy the whole time. And like, it's been constantly on the upswing. There have been some really hard times, but we've also been committed. It's like, there's no option then to continue doing this. Yeah. Like there is no option at all. No. Nope. Like we were saying earlier, like I could not go back to a full-time job. Oh my job. God. No, I couldn't Absolutely. Like never will I ever. Yeah. But we're willing to see it through yes. and support ourselves no matter what. Like if I made zero dollars, I'd be like, I would get in an Uber and I would do that shit mm -hmm. until I could invest back in my damn business and keep going. And see, the best part about investing is that you'll have that education forever. So like right. the strategies that people learn from you about mindset, they're mm -hmm. going to be able to help themselves for the rest of their lives. Yes. They're going to be more self-aware and they're yep. going to be able to help them mm -hmm. again, like I said, for the rest of their lives. Yeah. For me, like people are going to learn how to market themselves, yep. how to brand themselves, how yep. to sell. Mm -hmm. So like, they're literally set. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And I think people forget that, especially with investing a lot of money, which was another topic we were going to talk about. Right. Yes. Um, I think people forget that it's education that they can use forever. Whether yeah. you're investing in a stylist, you're investing in mindset, strategy, really anything. Like yep. it's all information you can take with you and learn from. Yep. It's not like, oh, I didn't make any money from this. It was stupid. Like, I know yeah. that's really entitled. Though, you yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. And like, Again, going back to feeling impatient if things haven't happened like right away, you just have to be willing to see yourself through and committed to the process, but also knowing that like you don't need to shame yourself. You don't yeah. need to shame yourself. You don't need to think that there's something wrong with you. You are not special. This can work for literally anybody. Yep. Anybody can come online and choose to be committed and ride out the process and do the thing. Period. Period. Unable to see past investments. Like when people invest money, but then they get frustrated because they're not seeing a return. They're not seeing the immediate return. Yeah. But like essentially what we meant by that was when you're so focused on making money, Oof. it can really take away from the point of you having this business. Yes. Like when you are so focused on, I need to make this money back. I need to get this many clients. I need to make sure that my income is more than my expenses. 
And Mm -hmm. it's just like, you're really taking away from the whole, especially if you're a coach and you're fucking coaching people. Like I'm not here to make somebody feel bad that they're trying to make an income for themselves and the life they want. But like, if you're so focused on yourself and the money, you're Mm -hmm. not focused on your clients and you're not focused on the impact that you're making, which is the whole reason you started this business. Not to mention the impact of the people that are following you on the internet. Right. Like there are people out there that you can help. Mm -hmm. Like we get in this space sometimes Mm -hmm. in our brains where it's like the only thing we need right now is money. And sure, maybe you need to pay your bills and maybe like we all do stress. We all pay our bills. Exactly. We all have to pay our bills. At the end of the day, the reason you should be doing this is to help people Mm -hmm. and to share your own gifts with people. Mm -hmm. And who are you to just be like, oh, I only going to do anything for monetary compensation. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to give you value on Instagram, which you probably already do. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to give you free trainings, which you probably already do. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're here to help people and to only put the pressure on your audience to give me money. Mm -hmm. Is that really serving you and your audience? Yeah. Again, it comes down to the fact that when you're just focused on generating the money, it takes away from your creativity and your Mm -hmm. inspiration. It takes away from your purpose. And again, coming from somebody who started their business because of student debt and stuff like that, I used to worry that, oh my God, I was only in it for the money. But I've talked about this as well, is that like, you're just wanting to feel safe. Yeah. And you believe that the money will make you feel safe. And again, coming from somebody who made not a lot of money to then making a lot of money, the safety does not live in the dollar. The safety lives in like how you feel and you can feel safe without having all the money you think you need to make yourself feel safe. And I feel like you and I can really relate to this because there's been months where my expenses fucking exceeded my income like tenfold. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm making no money. And I was really struggling, but I felt that same scarcity even when I was making more money. And then I realized like, oh shit, this isn't a money thing. This is a safety thing. Like this is a feeling that I need to learn how to cultivate. So again, like this is really harsh, but like you're not special for having issues with money. We all have rent. We all have bills. We all have things that we need to pay for, but Focusing on just generating the income is really taking away from what you can do in the online space and how you can help people. Mm -hmm. And And it's also taking away your power. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how like you're putting all of your power. I don't know if this is going to make sense. You're putting all of your power into making money. Therefore... You're not showing up as powerfully as you could. You're not helping people as powerfully Mm. as you could because you're so focused on like, this needs to be monetary compensation. It needs to be instantly transactional. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So this is a trap that a lot of people I work with get caught up in is they'll be like, but I did the posts, but I did the stories. How come it's not working? They're wanting it to be instantly transactional. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it like that, it's going to be so hard to show up and really like continue and to be consistent because you're expecting it to immediately be transactional. Like you worry about the likes and the comments because you think it means money Mm -hmm. if more people see it and more people like it. Yep. But then that just stops you from actually being consistent with it because you're thinking, what's the point? It's not going to end up in the result that I want. 
but it's compounded over time. Like that result in your content is compounded over time. And somebody could stumble upon your content in six months from something that you posted six months ago mm-hmm. and they could be like, I love this and they could choose to work with you. Yep. From that post that you thought was not instantly transactional. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's a losing game. It is a losing game. Mm-hmm. You're giving away your power. Yep. You're giving away your power. And your creative ability, as you were saying. Yes. In conclusion, <laughs> you are listening to two people who have successfully grown their businesses on like a lot of grit and a lot of showing up even when it was hard and the feeling the feels and the doing the mindset work mm-hmm. and trying a lot of strategies and there is no special sauce. There is no one thing that is going to lead you down the right path. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of little things and a bunch of steps you take that constantly lead you to that next version of yourself. And you are going to be reinventing yourself over and over and over again throughout your business journey. You're going to constantly feel like you're becoming a new person. Mm-hmm. Constantly. I totally agree. Like September is the transformational period for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's you like feel school. that. Yeah. It's like school know. started. I feel like for me, it's more so like when I hit different times in my business, mm. whether that's monetary milestones, whether I change something in my business that is going to have like a long-term effect, I feel like I become a different version of myself, you know? And when you work with people as well, you become a different version of yourself. Yes. Right? I agree. And even the people who we regret working with, not regret it. No. We just still see it as like a lesson. And I think that that is a really underrated skill in the online space is like being able to see fucking everything as a lesson instead of something that you regret. Taking responsibilities for your adult decisions. Radical responsibility. Period. Radical, you're an adult. <laughs> radical responsibility for every decision that you make and investing in people who you can see yourself becoming and embodying and who will help you reach that next level, even if it's uncomfortable. Yes. Even if you're kind of like, ooh, this person kind of triggers me or mm-hmm. she could say something that I may not like, but it's for your own good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where can the people find you? Um, at Julia Piccoli Coaching, P-I-C-C-O-L-I on TikTok and Instagram. It's where I hang the most. Cool. My closing remarks would be focus on your mindset. I truly believe that mindset and personal branding are like the things. Like I genuinely believe if we were starting over, if we focused on personal branding and mindset first, before we did the basic ass strategy that we were previously talking about, right? before we did that, if we focused on that, I feel like we would be not in a different place, but I feel like we wouldn't have so many mindset shit of like, oh, well, like I need to do this and whatever. Or we maybe wouldn't have worked with certain people Yes. that like, again, it's all for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's all a lesson. There would have been certain people where we would have been able to see through the curtain. Yes. You know, like instead of thinking, wow, this person is just popular. Mm-hmm. And instead, or wow, I need to invest in this team member even though we didn't actually need them. Right, right. Because it was just a cool Lessons thing to do. Lessons for another time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Julia, for having me. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. 
I hope you guys absolutely loved that episode and got a good laugh. We think we're funny, so I hope that you think we're funny too. And a reminder that I have private coaching spots available for the working professional or the entrepreneur who wants to overcome imposter syndrome for good so they can feel more capable, competent, and worthy. So you can go to the link in my show notes and check out the sales page and book a sales call and apply. And I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in my lifetime group coaching program, The Worthy Woman Method. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.